Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. And the choice is yours. Suffering could make you run from God or to God. It could make you turn inward and you could fall into that black hole of self-pity or it could make you rise and stand above all the circumstances that come your way. You choose the response. He chose to lean on divine power. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see Changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet. What are we suffering through right now? Are we tempted to question God's goodness during suffering? In today's message, Pastor Ed will teach us that there are opportunities in suffering. We just need eyes to see it. Suffering can bring good things to our lives, but we have to trust in God. When we are going through a hard time, we will either run towards God or away from Him. We can't allow self-pity to overcome us. Instead, we must choose to rely on God. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, Redemptive Suffering. Building in faith. Knock on the door, the ringing of the bell, you go. And there the UPS man is. Beautiful package. You take it into the house. You set it on the table. You begin unwrapping it. It's signed from the lover of your soul. You open it. There's a beautiful picture album. This is your future. You open the first page. Skip that one. The second Let me go near the end here. And one picture after another. Well, let me describe a couple of the pictures. There's a picture of you being beaten by the mob. A picture of you on a cruise, but it ends up as a shipwreck. Another picture of a prolonged imprisonment. Some pictures here of people slandering your good name. And and you read that card again from the lover of your soul, Acts 9, 16. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. God, are you sending suffering to me? You're the lover of my soul. This is what life is to be like? You turn through that diary, and there are some pages stained with tears. Listen to some of the words. I think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and completely overwhelmed. We thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, 
we learn not to rely on ourselves, but on God who can raise the dead. And he did deliver us from mortal danger. And then in 2 Corinthians 16, 5, we have been beaten, been put in jail, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, gone without food. This is the story of the Apostle Paul. And God meets him on that Damascus road, and he gives him a picture of his days to come. And he says, Paul, what's in store for you is suffering. I know what I'd be tempted to do. Wrap it back up. Put it outside the door and say, wrong address. But in that album is an incredible promise. It kept him in the midnight hour. Maybe that's where he was inspired to sing in the jail cell with Silas. Listen to the promise. Jesus gave it to us. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Paul knew that he was called to suffer. It didn't take him by surprise. He knew that was his portion in life. So many come into the church and they come to Christ and they expect that following Christ means one mountaintop experience after another. Just floating along on some clouds of ease. Leo Tolstoy made an insightful observation when he said, It is by those who have suffered that the world has been advanced. It is by those who have suffered that the world has been advanced. How true in the life of the Apostle Paul. Also true in your life and in mine. We can advance through adversity when we recognize and utilize the opportunities that God gives us in suffering. In every suffering, there's opportunities. You just need the eyes to see them. God was giving Saul an incredible gift an opportunity to make a difference in his world. God's gift to Paul was suffering. Now, if Paul had been self-centered, if Paul's life revolved around himself, he would have sunk into a black hole of self-pity never to rise. 
He would have fallen into obscurity to be forgotten, rendered useless for the kingdom of God. But he learned to die to self so he could live for Christ and find a future in all of the things that he suffered and struggled with. Listen to these words. Suffering is the very best gift God has to give us. He gives it only to his chosen friends. Are you one of his friends? Look at those words. Suffering is the very best gift God has to give us. He gives it only to his chosen friends. Was God saying to Paul, Paul, I'm going to get even with you for all the years you persecuted the church. Paul, I'm going to get even with you for stoning Stephen. Paul, I'm going to get even with... No, no, no. God was saying to Saul, Saul, I want your life to count. I want to use you to impact generations. I want you to live a life that will have a wide-reaching effect on others. Listen to what Ananias was told by God. Go to this man. He's my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles, their kings, and before the people of Israel. God wanted to use this man in an exponential way. Saul looking back on his life, could say that he was like Jeremiah the prophet. For in Galatians 1.15, he said, but then something happened, for it pleased God in his kindness to choose me and call me even before I was born. What undeserved mercy. Mercy? Kindness? That's how he saw his lot in life. For a moment, for a moment, I want you to forget everything that the world says about suffering and go into the world of the Bible. Stand beside Paul and look at his life and see how he interpreted the suffering that he was called into so that he could impact not only his generation, but ours. Uh, suffering touched every part of his life. His mind, his emotions, his body. It assailed his soul. But it never separated him from God. It only drove him to God. And the choice is yours. Suffering could make you run from God or to God. It could make you turn inward and you could fall into that black hole of self-pity, or it could make you rise and stand above all the circumstances that come your way. You choose the response. He chose to lean on divine power. In the midst of suffering, there's an opportunity, an opportunity God gives you to experience a power greater than your own. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9 it reads, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I'll boast 
all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Read chapter 12. When you look at the beginning verses, you'll notice this, that Paul had incredible spiritual experiences. He, as it were, was taken to the third heaven. God gave him revelations. God showed him all sorts of things that he couldn't even talk about, that he couldn't even write about. He had spiritual experiences that any normal man would have tempted to become proud about. When you wrestle and meet with God, God sometimes has to humble you like he did to Jacob, and you walk away with a limp. When you have some great experience with God, lest that become a means of pride in your life, God sometimes allows a thorn in the flesh. Because as you read the context of chapter 12, it's a stake, actually in the Greek, a stake right through his flesh. Now, I don't know what that stake was. I tend to think it was something physical. It could have been something else. Maybe it was severe headaches. Some scholars have suggested that were so painful that he couldn't, he had to sit on the sidelines for a while. Maybe it was some other physical ailment that was like a stake of pain driven right through him. Uh, perhaps it was those who followed him and dogged his steps who tried to undo the work of the gospel that he did. Well, whatever it was, he prayed. He asked God for deliverance, and God came back to him and said, Saul, Paul, no. Don't stop praying. Don't stop asking God to deliver you unless God says, I'm not going to do it. But in the midst of it, find his strength. Lean on his arm. John Stott, one of the great preachers of our time, was having meetings in Sydney, Australia. It was the last night of the campaign, and the auditorium was packed. The students from the university had gathered all of their friends, and they came to hear him speak. And John Stott had lost his voice. They gathered around him. They prayed for his healing. And John Stott prayed. He said, God, will you please remove this thorn in the flesh? But if you don't, let me have your sufficient grace. He could hardly croak out the words. He spoke in almost a whisper with his mouth right next to the mic. That night, the most incredible results were seen. Many came to the Lord. John Stott said, subsequently, he's gone back to Australia many times. He said, without exception, every single time that he's gone, people have come up to him and said, do you remember that night that you lost your voice? That was the night that I was saved. God, in the midst of our weaknesses, 
tells us find our strength in him so that we could see and recognize that the excellency of the power isn't in us, it's in him, so that we could recognize that it's his grace that enables us to do anything for him. See, Paul was learning an important lesson that he had to lean on God. I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know what you're facing. But whatever that suffering may be, whatever that trial may be, in your strength, in your own ability, you can't handle it. See, God is wanting you to live on supernatural strength. Constantly, he's putting you in situations that you have to get into his word, that you have to depend upon prayer, that you have to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit to get you through because he wants you to learn to live a supernatural life. He wants you to come into fellowship with him and know the display of his power. Hallelujah. Adversity can either destroy or build up depending on your chosen response. God has preordained opportunities for his children in suffering. Not that he always, hear me on this, not that he always is allowing the suffering or sending the suffering your way. Sometimes it's people who are living in disobedience like Jonah running from God. And because we're in that boat, we suffer the storm with them. Sometimes a person's rebellion against God falls out on us and we experience, as it were, the judgment that comes on them spills over into our lives. That alcoholic husband, that strange spouse, that disobedient child, those circumstances at the job. Sometimes it's a world in rebellion against God, and because that world is in rebellion against God, we are facing trials that they have brought into the circumstances of our lives. Listen to Peter's counsel, though. 1 Peter 4.12 says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through. As if some strange, if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, because these trials will make you partners with Christ in his suffering. And afterward, you will have a wonderful joy of sharing his glory when it is displayed to all the world. What we must do is depend on his strength. But there's something else that we have to do. We have to focus on God's perspective on our trials. We must focus on the divine perspective. He does that in Philippians chapter 1, verse 12. Now I want you to know, brothers, what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. There Paul is in a Roman jail. The Praetorian Guard, that's the elite guard of the Roman government, is watching him. He's chained. He's no longer able to go from church to church, from community to community to preach. There he is. Does he look at his circumstance? 
as some might, and say, what a victim I am. No, he chooses the victor's standpoint. Either you could be a victim or a victor, depending upon how you look at your trial, depending upon the perspective you decide to take. If Paul had been wrapped up in himself, he would have come unraveled. He would have fallen apart. But instead, his life was hid in God, in Jesus Christ. Instead, his life centered around God. And when our lives center around God, the trials may come, the tests may come, the temptations may come, but they won't pull us apart. They won't rip us apart. They'll, in fact, strengthen us because we're depending upon a supernatural strength because we're looking at it from God's perspective. Hallelujah. Think about his situation there sitting in the cell, how his mind could have run away with him. What am I going to do? I'm going to stand before the Supreme Court of Rome. Life and death are ahead of me. I can lose my life. I can be executed. It could have been a dark cloud hanging over his head. But what does he do? He rejoices. He rejoices. Now that is certainly not natural. It is supernatural. Satan came by and said, give up. Satan came by and said, murmur, grumble, complain. The enemy would have come by and tried to plant that question in his mind. Why, 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 why me? The devil wants you to resent your circumstances so that he can defeat you. He wants to defeat your testimony. God wants to give you a testimony in your suffering. God wants to give you a testimony in your situation. The devil wants to dampen it and destroy it. But God wants to, in a sense, take that suffering and give you an incredible story. We must remember not to resent the suffering that comes our way, but to receive it. Now, I know that goes against some theology. I know a lot of people today would have problems with that theology, but that's what Paul did. He didn't resent it. He received it. And he brought it back to God. You may be going through a place of suffering and struggle now. Take that circumstance and give it to God and say, God, how can I worship you in the midst of this circumstance? Take it and use it as an act of praise, as an act of worship. And say, God, I'm going to use this situation that's in my life, and I'm going to give you glory and honor and praise, and you're going to be magnified in the midst of this. See, God was separating in his life the chaff from the wheat. He was separating the chaff from the wheat. Recognize God's working on you so he can work in you, so he can work through you. 
recognize that in the circumstance, God is working on you so that he could work in you, so that he could work through you. There are some who might believe that the life of a Christian begins and ends at the altar. Maybe that's you. Maybe you accepted Jesus as a child, but your life hasn't changed since then. Our relationship with God is so much more than just a profession. It's a walk, daily. Pastor Ed is currently teaching a five-part series entitled, Walking in Our Salvation, which we hope will encourage you to walk with Jesus daily. Building in Faith is the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or, if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. 5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith. Your word reset.